Welcome to the online samosa with Yamini Mitra and Sandeep Tiwari. Namaste from us. And today it's going to be a very interesting topic. We are going to talk about what is the difference between worry, stress, and anxiety. Yes. I think we all need to hear about it. You may not know. Yes. But they are different animals. Okay. And they have different physiology and reaction in your mind, in your body, uh, and your future. And its future impact is different. Okay. Okay. So, but we have to start at the beginning. Otherwise, you will not understand the root. And because we have to tell you later on the solution for worry is the solution for this. So, how can we give you a solution if we don't tell you what it is? So, let's get started. Everything in life starts with a desire to do something. Okay. Without a desire to do something, none of these can even exist. Okay. Okay. But you are born with some desires. Mm. For example, the minute you're born, you're hungry. Yes. Yes. And you have a need for touch. Mm. You have a need for mom. Mm. Otherwise, you won't survive. Mm. Right? So it's not like you're just born and you are just at the behest of your whatever parents will give you. I have no such demand. It doesn't, it's not like that. Mm. You are born with some needs. Very basic, simple in human beings mm-hmm. and in dogs and in other animals. All their needs are already pre-programmed and their answers are also pre-programmed. Mm. What makes human beings special is our answers are not so pre-programmed. Our brain is pretty much empty. Mm. Okay. okay. Which means that we can learn a lot more in our life. Unlike a dog who can only learn so little. And after a certain few months, you can't teach an old, new, old dog new tricks. Correct. Human beings can learn throughout their life. Mm. And to have that capacity, we have to get rid of our pre-programmed knowledge. But not all of it because survival is necessary. Sure. Okay, mm-hmm. so some survival DNA needs mm-hmm. you are born with, and from and you're born with a blank memory almost, not quite a blank, but close to blank. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. With a lot of scientific research spanning thousands of years, we have discovered that you may have some memory from a previous life, yeah. and that's a lot, that's a subject of science. So we're not covering that today. Some people claim that scientific evidence-wise that there is some perhaps memory from before, and some people are are agnostic and they haven't decided for sure. Okay. So, but today's topic doesn't concern that. Okay. okay. We are concerned today with memory part that you're basically blank. If you're blank, you have a problem. Hmm. Second problem. You have an advantage that you can learn for, throughout your life. Mm-hmm. The problem is you are ignorant about everything. So if you don't get good education and there are two different types of education, if you don't get them, you, your life the way you live it will be messed up and you will make decisions at a very low level of foresight or thinking and your ability to predict other people's behavior society's behavior machine behavior mm. will be very limited mm. and you'll keep making wrong projections predictions about the future and you'll be permanently frustrated and you'll you'll think you'll accept that life is just full of frustration and you'll come up with some non sequitur some weird logic mm-hmm. to justify that everybody must be living like me only without any ability to meaningfully predict. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's come back. Mm-hmm. So when you're born, you have some hunger desires, right? You have some social needs mm-hmm. and you have some basic understanding that your, your body ha- will tell you when it's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. too hot, too cold, too wet, okay. and you will cry. Mm-hmm. Even a baby, you will cry eh, and then, eh, and then mm-hmm. eh, right? It gives you a three system. <laughs> and we've talked about this in anger management also, yes. that you must have a three, everywhere you need a three level warning. Because that's natural to it. 
because you're born with that. Okay, so you must not utilize your natural self. Okay, so what is the root of all worry? Starts with memory. Okay, but the memory includes what we call pre-programmed memory of wanting to not be hungry, for example. Right. And at the right age, when the hormones kick in, then you're looking for a mate and you all of a sudden girls and boys start finding each other pretty when they were not pretty before, right? Because that's hormone driven and that's also a DNA hormone combination need depending on your health. So if you are eating too much food and maybe growth hormones by mistake, mm -hmm. then you may hit puberty by nine Ooh, wow. or eight. Mm. Okay. And your development will then be skewed a little bit mm. because your hormones will kick in and you're not quite ready because the amount of knowledge data that you've accumulated in those eight years is not really enough to make a baby mm -hmm. and be a mother or dad right mm -hmm. but if you eat in a good way and don't eat too many too much meat and too much hormones that are coming from animal sources then your growth will be at a slightly slower pace which means you will hit puberty a little bit later mm -hmm. which gives you a bigger more developed brain without the onslaught of trying to figure out how to reproduce <laughs> too early. Mm -hmm. you know? So you have more, shall we say, neutral knowledge if puberty is delayed. But those are all micro things. Let's come back to worry. So where does worry start? Worry starts with memory. Memory means that when you start to fulfill your desires from a baby onward of social, food, interactions, right? Mm -hmm. Pattern recognition, you know? prediction, being able to walk. Right? Those are all DNA needs. Your, your DNA rewards you, your brain rewards you when a body, when a baby moves its legs, arms and legs. When it stands and it walks for the first time, mm -hmm. the body, the brain rewards her. Mm -hmm. okay? That's why they make an effort to copy parents mm -hmm. or whoever's around them, right? It rewards them if they're able to copy. Okay, so there's so some basics of learning is pre-programmed. Mm -hmm. That results in a memory imprint. Okay. The memory imprint is, mm -hmm. I did that, it felt good. And I did that, it felt bad. Mm -hmm. I put my hand in the fire, it burned. Ah. Mm -hmm. in, in Hindi, I put my hand in the fire. Aag. Mm -hmm. That's why it's called fire, because it's kind of related to your experience of putting your hand in fire. Right? Mm -hmm. Similarly, so felt good, felt bad. Mm -hmm. So we are born with one more desire that is pertinent to our life, which is a double desire, but a singular desire. The desire is we are seeking that which is pleasant and avoiding that which is unpleasant. Sukh prapti, dukh nivritti, in Sanskrit we call it. Okay, mm -hmm. this is pre-programmed. This is mm -hmm. your point. So, so you are able to experience joy and pain, mm -hmm. okay, pleasure and pain, right, and joy and disappointment, all right, of different kinds, right? and you start as a baby to start going veering towards things that are pleasant. And avoiding things that are unpleasant. Okay, all right. Now, what will happen? Now, how will this rule be effective if there was no memory? If you, if you couldn't remember that eating karela was bitter and not pleasant, next time you see food, you eat karela again, and you'll say, oh, hmm. "I wish I'd remembered." Same experience. Or, or you don't remember, it'll be like, "Oh, I don't want to eat this." Hmm. Every time a fresh conclusion will come, "I don't want to eat this," which is not how our brain works. The memory helps. Hmm. So, memory starts to then have a multiplier effect. Okay. So the multiplier effect is like this. Some things give you pleasure. You remember. And next time when you're doing nothing, the mind will automatically say, let's do one of those pleasant things. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
when you're sitting there doing nothing, mm. the mind will just randomly say, let's do those things. And it will randomly, if someone suggests one of those bad things, it will say, then it will logically say no. Right? Unless someone can show you the pleasure in the negative thing, then you can switch mm. directions. You can make a different rule. Okay, so this, now, so not just food, but social interaction, learning interaction, experience of being able to walk, swim, move, which gives you joy, mm. will result in a series of thoughts in your memory that will give you desire. Mm. So by the time you're five, six years old, you already have a bunch of desires. Oh, really? At that young age? Yes, because that's six years of memory. Mm. And your vocabulary, if you could speak, is of mm. 2,000 words. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. All right. And those that can speak. Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't speak at an early age, mm -hmm. even better. Why? Because we found kids that speak a little bit later are verbally and literally in verbal skills, what is called verbal skills, are more developed. Really? Because they have been listening more. Instead of the earlier you start to talk, the earlier you stop listening. Oh, wow. The people who talk a lot are bad listeners unless they learn to listen by knowing. Okay. For that, if you want to understand that, go listen to our recording on power listening. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we'll cover that again because power, this, this, this takes a little bit learning. Okay, so you have a bunch of desires, even by age six, mm -hmm. which keep on compounding because we keep giving you more and more education mm -hmm. and more and more political. So, so I want to express now, there are two kinds of learning, if you classify them, that mm -hmm. is going into your head. One is data, knowledge. Mm -hmm. The other is why I was able to walk, I was able to swim, I was able to ride a bike, experiential learning. Mm -hmm. Okay, two kinds of, two entirely different kinds of learning are landing in your brain and your brain is now choosing between those two by saying I sometimes I like this sometimes I like that right? I want to gain this knowledge or I want to gain more experience now to gain more knowledge will only happen will only be triggered in your brain if your early experience of gaining knowledge and using it has been made artificially pleasant by your parents or teachers oh. if your parents and teachers didn't wait to give you in this particular way that they give you some knowledge, then they make sure that you feel the joy of that knowledge landing and being able to be used by your brain, mm -hmm. which is which takes some patience and thinking and some keeping quiet, right? Mm -hmm. Letting the kid figure shit, figure stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. So and then and then being able to accomplish their desire by using that knowledge. So it's like a one, two, three punch, it's a setup. Mm -hmm. If parents don't do this work and teachers don't do this work, that child grows up looking for more experiential joy. And what does that experiential joy mean from outside? Ultimately, in the worst case, if mm. your knowledge is low, mm. drink more, drugs more, oh, <laughs> party okay. more, talk to people more, bully people more, mm. right? Show off more, look for people who are impressed by you, wear swanky clothes more. Oh. So these are people who develop this before this. The experiential learning was more developed in them mm. and the knowledge is only to help them gain new and better experiences in a better way rather than the other way around, which is I want to gain knowledge first and mm -hmm. experience will follow. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, mm -hmm. see the difference. Now, based on the way you were brought up, your environment speaking, mm -hmm. you will have a dominance of those desires. Now we come to worry. Mm -hmm. Every time you have a desire that is not met, fulfilled, win, you will have one of these three. Okay. And while you're waiting for it, that desire to be fulfilled, you may have one of these. Three. Mm -hmm. So it is the the uh, having a desire, stage one, 
not yet fulfilled desire stage 2 mm-hmm. in the between stage 1 and stage 2 these three things exist oh okay mm-hmm. i want to I, all of a sudden i say i feel like drinking a smoothie mm-hmm. gulab jamun i want to eat mm-hmm. kala jam you know for me kala jam or like gulab jam but mm-hmm. whatever you like and then it's and then i go and buy one from a shop and it's terrible okay now i have one of these three which one i have i first i have stress mm-hmm. then i have worry i wasted up my money yes. i mean because if my budget is limited <clears throat> and then it was so bad that it made my stomach upset now i have anxiety what what else will go wrong because i have a past memory of having bad stomach and going to the doctor and now that anxiety is getting oh all three can happen yes. for a simple disappointment oh my god <laughs> now to explain worry to you first because mm-hmm. worry and stress are different worry mm-hmm. is related to our frontal lobe let me explain that our frontal lobe is the part of the brain that was developed last in our evolution as a species meaning almost all the other animals other than you know say whales and uh maybe some chimpanzee in that you know higher primates have very little and we have a lot of this area of the brain and this part of the brain does a few things predominantly it helps you do long term planning 10 year 50 year 5000 year planning is only possible with this part of the brain which a dog can never do okay if you give dog an infinite amount of food or a very large amount of food mm-hmm. and you tell the dog no more food i'm gone for two months don't eat it all no it doesn't understand <laughs> dog will keep eating yes. whenever it feels like and then when it's done mm. it's done Okay, okay. Can't, no planning is possible. Even though the dog can see, I'm locked in this house. There's mm-hmm. nobody here, mm-hmm. but he can't comprehend mm-hmm. planning. Okay. Okay. So worry is related to the planning, mm-hmm. meaning you have memory, mm-hmm. you have disappointment memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone has memory of some disappointment. Yes. Yes. Then when you have a desire, that is a one, two, three step desire, not an instant gratification. and therefore it's not met instantly the desire is not fulfilled instantly and you can see the signs that it may be met may not be met oh my god looks down look 10% 2% 15% you can see the your some some method of probability of fulfillment winning and as you are calculating that to the best of your limited ability you will have a state that's called worry hmm. it's not stress yet okay it's worry okay now okay. worry also has memory sorry i have to explain this one to you mm-hmm. what he has been meaning say i am worried that uh, i don't leave my jacket on mm. the school trip mm-hmm. behind and come home then my mom will just <laughs> give me her <laughs> talking to me yeah? mm-hmm. so i have a memory mm-hmm. that in case i forget my jacket i have a dukh nivritti I want to get rid of this pain of not listening to my mom. Mm-hmm. Chew me out. Because of that memory, I pay a lot of attention to my jacket for the entire trip. Mm. That's a form of worry. Okay. Okay. Mm. Now I want to show you. Worry has memory. This is level one memory. Mm. Then there's something called level two memory, which is the worst, which is the bad one. Mm. Level one is okay if you know how to eventually not make a slave out of you. Right. I'll show that later. Level two. I have to explain what the problem is. The level two is like this. while you were worrying mm. 
that everybody in the family, let's get together, let's leave on time, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, little brother's not ready, let me help him. Let me let me give him tongue lashing saying, hey, come on, shower right now. We have to leave by 10 o'clock, right? Mm -hmm. You as one of the three siblings or four siblings in your family, you start taking charge because you are so excited that we leave on time, we get you know to Disneyland on time, mm -hmm. wherever you want to go, your desire, right? That you start to get people mm -hmm. to comply with a time frame that will allow you to have full joy of your trip to some desire, right? Mm -hmm. Disneyland. Then you discover in that level two worry that you need power. <laughs> okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you started to tell people what mm -hmm. to do and they started to listen to you. Mm -hmm. And when they start listening to you, you realize I have power. I can tell people what to do. They do it. Then, mm -hmm. you, then you learn that. I can even make them do stuff I was supposed to do. Oh. And I can get out of some extra labor work. Mm. Because I'm telling them, I'd say, hey, while you're there, can you do that as well, please? And then this person, while you're there, can you take the trash out too? You're already outside. Mm. My chores, I just <laughs> distribute it. And I learned the pleasure of saving some work, mm -hmm. which is dupnibility, because I didn't enjoy the work, because my experience of that work was not pleasant. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying, my brain is trying to optimize all these things. Laziness is being optimized in mm -hmm. people who have not been, shall we say, educated correctly at a young age. Mm -hmm. They're looking for laziness along the way, right? For example. Mm -hmm. So level two worry is you become a worry work because it's pleasurable for you to worry more. Oh, wow. That's harmful too. Well, it depends how you process it. Mm. That's why I don't want to solve it yet. I just want to explain, explain mm. the potential problem. Okay. Okay. Mm. Say you learn how to process this in such a way it does never becomes anxious. Okay. You never read anxiety. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm. You might become, when you grow up, a really good chief operating officer. You have a lot of details in mind mm. and you're able to manage and you never stress. You live a long life. But if you can't manage anxiety, you live a short life, you're dead at 47. Mm -hmm. Because so much stress killed you. Why? Because you weren't able to you were able to take on the pleasure of having worry, mm -hmm. but you weren't able to dissipate it. Mm -hmm. You weren't able to neutralize it before it had a bad impact because your level of awareness was low. Mm -hmm. Internal awareness, right? Okay, so now that leads us to a second point I need to make mm -hmm. about worry only, okay? Which is that there are seven levels of improving awareness. Mm -hmm. Vedanta and in Hinduism we have classified into seven levels. Actually, we have many, we have 14. We have many systems, but this is the one I like. I like the seven-level system. We even have a three and a four-level one. Okay. It's too big of a band. So I like this seven. I'll just tell you quickly, we'll cover them another time. Sorry. I mean, okay. Okay. So seven levels of of awareness increasing one step at a time. Okay. The first level that you are born with is what we call ignorance. Hmm. You don't even know you have awareness. You have awareness of just your existence, but you don't have the rest. And a whole bunch of data is missing, ignorance. And we'll have to describe ignorance to you later on in the book. Next one is called the veiling power. What you see, you think is right. So I can do magic tricks and you're impressed. Because what you see, you believe. It's called the veiling stage of awareness. Then there is projection. Meaning, you can project in your mind something that may not exist and feel good. You can project how something may come out later on because a, a really ch young child can't really predict much mm. because the real projection power, mm. ability to plan and predict the future requires the frontal brain again because that's the planning part. Yes. And that part is not fully active till age 17. 
So let me explain that. Till age 17, you can't even play really good chess because chess is seven, eight moves ahead game. When a 14-year-old plays chess with a 17, 18-year-old, if they both have been learning, mm -hmm. the 17 plus will usually beat the younger person. Usually. Okay? Mm -hmm. Because their planning is, will be a little bit more reactive. Other than some training, we still remember that that's not a good move. I don't know why. Right. I'm following this system like that. So systems can help a younger person move, mm -hmm. but not because they are able to do the real planning. So that's called the projection. Projection happens from then on. Then something called, there's a stage which we call indirect knowledge, which means you don't have direct knowledge of awareness and what might be uh, higher levels of awareness where your emotions do, don't project and fool you. In projection, you're being fooled by your emotions, for example, mm -hmm. right? But indirect knowledge means somebody else tells you that this stuff is a problem. Believing your emotions, believing what you see can be a problem and you don't have experience of it yourself, but you believe and you trust that. It's called indirect then is direct knowledge. Because now you have indirect knowledge, you start looking for it and then you find you can experience that. Mm. That's the fifth stage. Sixth stage is once you have reached direct knowledge that how emotions can really mess you up and you start to become free of them. Meaning you start becoming free of the emotional hijack is one example, many other things, but especially this one. Once that layer kicks in, you go to level six, which is cessation of all grief. No more grief. Say it again. Cessation of grief. End okay. of grief. Mm. You reach a stage called end of grief because grief is only happening at an emotional level. Mm. Then the highest level, seventh level, is called perfect satisfaction, moksha. Mm. Okay. Now you have true experience of sat, chit, and anand. Yes. Okay. Which in Sanskrit, sat, mean of reality. Sat means the true reality. Physical, mental, and reality of time. Then you have complete knowledge of them. Chit. Awareness and self-awareness and how awareness can, without full awareness of, without, without you, with, with your, when your awareness is hijacked, it is what we call ego-driven. When your awareness is not hijacked, mm -hmm. you can see things the way they are. If they're good, they're good. If they're bad for you, you can see it and it doesn't bother you that something is bad for you. You can avoid it, mm -hmm. but you can see it. A person who is ego-driven can't see things that don't appeal to them. They see them in a mutilated way. Okay. So, chit and then anand. Mm -hmm. Because of these two awarenesses, mm -hmm. you also reach an awareness that when you are totally quiet, there is a perfect uh, joy, not joy, bliss existing mm -hmm. in the universal conscious consciousness and that you are that. Because mm -hmm. it's a good stage to be. Okay? Mm -hmm. And until you experience it, you shouldn't talk about it. Mm -hmm. I like to talk about it. Okay. Because everyone has some experience and some people have more than others. All right. So these are your seven layers mm -hmm. and they're important because in, by the time you reach indirect and direct knowledge, you are getting past your emotions and other, other forms of being confused by reality going away from you. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's come back to worry. Mm -hmm. So worry is caused when your goals and desires are not met and you worry because you want to have that joy that you imagine from memory mm -hmm. to reoccur. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, what can you, well, we won't tell you what to do about it, but mm -hmm. you can have an approach in that while that worry stage is happening before the goal is met that, you know what? I like the value that people should get what they have earned and deserved. If they haven't earned it, they, it's okay. I don't want it. It's called mm -hmm. the value. You have to also get that from what we call direct knowledge at level five. Mm -hmm. Somewhere you have to get that knowledge, that experience, that if I don't, haven't earned it, I can't really enjoy it. It'll be like a fake thing. 
Okay. And if someone else has earned it, they should get it. Why am I getting it? Fairness. So when you have these values, then your worry comes down because then you say, look, I did as much, I did the hard work. Okay. Now, based on the hard work, some things are out of my control, like nature, tsunami, <laughs> meteor hitting the earth, right? If those things happen, all of a sudden, my work will go to waste. I will not get the result. And I'm okay with that. I can understand, oh, I was going to do that. And then COVID hit. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't take that exam. So I don't consider myself a failure. I say, I couldn't do it because of something out of my control, COVID or whatever, right? So then you don't worry that, oh my God, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. By this age, I should have had this done. Mm. You don't do that, right? So you say, if I have earned it, and if environment is positive, I will get the result. And if I haven't done the work, then I shouldn't get the result. I will learn how to work harder and then get it. So once this value kicks in, then your worry becomes less. The minute your worry becomes less, you're able to focus on doing that job better next time improves. Mm -hmm. So a person who worries less has a higher probability of success than all, most of their endeavors. Mm -hmm. Whereas the person who keeps worrying then becomes an expert in worrying and has to become a chief operating officer by saying, you guys do your job well. Mm -hmm. I don't do anything well. I only worry about for everything for you. Mm -hmm. But that job also needs to be done. So someone does it. But there aren't too many openings for chief operating officer. And by the time you're born, your mom, usually, sometimes your dad already has taken that job. <laughs> but what happens to children is they watch their mom. Mm. And you know what we say in Hinduism, mom is your first guru, not even dad. Yes. So yes. if your mom is a worry word, mm -hmm. you're a worry word. <laughs> Until you listen to us. Yes. Then we will tell you, you can process worrying or not process, process not being worried mm. by understanding it. Mm. I okay. was like that, Sandeep. You would like to be in that stage? I was like that because I saw my mom who used to worry all the time. All right. And But now with Vedanta and the meditation, I think I have come out of it. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I have some more things to say. Very few. Oh, okay. Yes. So, so worry is always about planning, about future. And now we didn't talk about what is stress because mm -hmm. if I talk about stress, it becomes a long conversation. And we want to talk about it. We will tell you it's different. So I want to tell you what's different. Mm -hmm. Stress is of two types, physical or mental, mm -hmm. meaning when I, when stress happens, it has an impact on my body physically. For example, say I see a snake mm -hmm. and I have a DNA need to survive, mm -hmm. to not die today. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So I will, I will actually have physical stress, which will then cause blood to rush to my legs, which will allow me to jump away from that snake faster. Mm -hmm. So I will, have, I will have experienced stress. Mm -hmm. And all of this will happen without me worrying. Okay. Then, after I have jumped away, mm -hmm. I can worry. Oh my God, had the snake bitten me, then what? <laughs> you understand? There's a difference between stress happened, body sense, physical stress, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Say you are watching this screen very, very closely mm -hmm. and you're paying a lot of attention to us and I do this mm -hmm. and you feel like something was coming to hit you, mm -hmm. your eyes will blink. Mm -hmm. Did you worry? No. You just had the stress and your body had the re reaction to just blink. Mm -hmm. That's also that blinking that happened to protect your eyelid, mm -hmm. eyes is a physical stress. Okay. So I just want to explain stress is different from worry. Mm -hmm. You can have stress before you are 17. Right? Because until 17, your planning isn't very good. Yeah. So your worrying isn't very good. That's why till 17, people keep forgetting and losing stuff. <laughs> because they can't think that much in the future. Mm. They have that ability to plan mm. only starts at 16 point something, depending on your diet. Okay. Right? If you're eating a lot of meat and a lot of hormone-infested or <laughs> hormone-enhanced food, mm. you will hit puberty quicker. And then everything is quicker and unfortunate, but that's what happens. All right. So that's for today. Mm -hmm. And we're going to continue with what is stress and how to deal with that. And we're going to continue with what's anxiety, which is related to uh, 
which is an after effect of stress. Yes. So more to follow. And please do keep listening to us on the online samosa, all the social media handles. We would love uh, for you to comment on a comment for us, send us your comments and your any uh, any other topics which you would like to hear yes. from us. And, uh, and keep this, listening. This, this topic also came from a, from a listener. Yes. yes. So thank you. <laughs> all right. So Very keep nice. listening to us and a warm namaste from Yamini Mitra. And Sandeep Tiwari. Remember, the online samosa.